We're in a small room, zeros and ones, up and down the wall. I present two pills to Sequoia. Will you eat the red one or the blue one? Sequoia ate both. <laughs> Topical. How did you know I was going to say that? Hey, so does that mean he gets coated with mirror cream? <laughs> I don't know what that is. What is mirror cream? That's what happens when he touches the mirror and the, the, the mirror like starts to run up his body and, and it makes that like dial-up sound. But do they call it mirror cream? I don't know. <laughs> no, man. It looks like <laughs> pretty mirror cream sounds like something you'd well, pay it's somebody It's probably more of. like mirror jelly. <laughs> which I think was a long lost Neil Young record <laughs> mirror jelly in Canada we call them mirror preserves that's uh, that's what happens if Pearl Jam and Neil Young record an album together it becomes mirror jelly hey I'm Blake I'm here with Amos Smiling Dave and Master Uncle Sequoia we're here to talk about comic books so the question of the moment the time the week the month is if you were to cosplay your grandma, what would you cosplay her as? See, when you first said if you were to cosplay your grandma, I started thinking like I would be cosplaying oh, as that's my what grandma. I thought right? too. That was where I was going. Did first. I use it wrong? It's I, like a transitive no, verb. And I I know, if you were to cosplay your grandmother, and I was like, hmm, because if if you said if you were to cosplay Gwar, then I just assumed I would. Yeah, Instead of telling Gwar what to be, okay, so I which is wrong. penis people and Volvo men, um, <laughs> I would instead just dress up like no, Gwar. like you're cute. Grandma is going to HeroCon, and she's like, I need to dress up, and you're in charge of it. What do you do? That would never happen. Look, man, these questions, this is a yeah. comic book show. <laughs> My grandma's deceased. Yeah. So. so is mine. So are both of mine. Actually, she died like five years ago, two days ago, and that's how I came up with this, and it was helping me cope with it. So I, a, I, I like a new age grandma. <laughs> like one of these, so like if you're a millennial, your grandmother. They're still dead. Let's say, like, <laughs> millennial grandparents also dead. If but. you were to dig up your grandmother's body and cosplay her, what would it be of? Oh, God, this is like, that was the case. If that was the case, it'd be Norman Bates's mother from the end of Psycho. Huh. <laughs> That's the easiest costume. Um, uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Ah, from the second movie? Yeah, because she's, you know, she's dead. So I would just take her head into the, the Comic Con with me and be like, to have it pretend that it's telling me to kill people. I guess I would go with one of the skeletons from uh, <laughs> Army of Darkness. I mean, which thanks for brooding my question, guys. <laughs> I really thought we would have like a oh well, my grandma really loved picking flowers, so I want her to go as a My Little Pony or something like that. <laughs> Do ponies pick flowers? I don't know. I'm trying to be creative. <laughs> my grandmother. Um, yeah, I don't know. She, you know, she was. What's what's the right like washwoman? That's not the right way to do it because, like, you know, but like in a time before she was very domesticated. Like in a time yeah. before washing machine, she Wait had a minute. She had one of those old oh, boards. Yeah. That, that would be a washwoman. Is well, that for yeah. real? No, that was a real thing. Like, yeah. I mean, they basically they were the ladies who would do the. For money, they would do their their laundry as well as their neighbors. Yeah, exactly. And she kept yeah. kids and stuff like that. You know, like neighbors' kids and stuff. Like during the day, while the, the parents were at work. I mean, that's or like people from church would just like you know pay her to watch their kids. Oh, we just call it. It was just like kinfolk, like everyone, like your neighbors. Well, like, I mean, but yeah, but she. I mean, this is you know mad old. I mean, we're all from nineteenth century Wisconsin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's my kinfolk. We're gonna do laundry. 
That's what we called it. That's not what they talk like. I don't know. Wisconsin is a much, much more yes. specific. I'm Let's sorry to disappoint you, Harriet, but. <laughs> 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 but I'm gonna be all tied up today, washing children and washing laundry. That was good. Right. Oh, by the so, way, cheese. <laughs> they're also so as we goes down there, and uh, you know she's washing there the clothes, go. yeah, on a, on a couple of stones. And I I mean stones when I say stones, you know. And that's, I, I feel like that's what it'd be. And when I say it's kinfolk, you know, I mean that they were our kin, you know. Y'all be slow to go. There's uh, some curd in the uh, freezer. You can defrost and we'll eat it for dinner. Is that good? No? <laughs> Wisconsin? I feel like I went to Minnesota real quickly. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. so all right, so that was horrible. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's move away from icebreakers and talk about comic book news. That's good. What yeah. is that sound supposed to be, anyway? It it's sounds a like it's a telegraph. It's a telegraph. It's oh. Morse code. Okay, there you go. It is Morse code. Dark Horse has announced that instead of putting out any good comic books, that they're going to do. Uh, <laughs> that was so slyly thrown. That they're going to put out. Delivered just like news. <laughs> coloring books. For Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender, Serenity, because we don't have enough brown coat stuff, right? Because <laughs> one crayon. Because <laughs> one crayon. Because of two, black it and colors. brown, so you can color space. It does. And you can color coats. Yep, that's it. Um, oh, yeah, man. so Serenity and Avatar, The Last Airbender. Let me ask this. Are these going to be... I'm assuming these are just going to be reprints, right? Like, they're not going to do whole new stories that can be used as coloring books. I don't think so. I think it's going to be um, from... The comics they put out, and they're just going to take best scenes from. So. From the pages of Serenity comes Serenity the Coloring Book. I'm sorry, I just feel like this. Serenity the Breakfast Cereal. I don't know. Serenity Jump Rope. Serenity the Renter's Insurance. Alright. I, I don't, now see, we've I don't see the point of it. I mean, it's just like, it's a, I feel like in terms of comics getting on the whole col- adult coloring book thing, yeah. it's a trend that's pretty much already on its way out. I mean, I thought it was dumb when, uh, what was it, they were, Marvel and DC were doing those coloring book covers. Just, but, and you know what? <laughs> to hell with it. It ain't for me. No. Kids don't even want to do it. No, they don't. But I will say that this, like, having a daughter, I like the idea of going out and getting, like, maybe my favorite comic book scenes and, like, coloring it with her. That's cool. Yeah. But, but, um, <clears throat> Serenity? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just—I mean, River would probably be in there. That's a good way to bond. But she crazy. I so mean, maybe. I think it just goes to show that Dark Horse—they don't really have a hold of any, you know, decent all ages properties. Maybe Remember when they were better than IDC? Now it's yeah. That was, but that was before Image got so damn good. Yeah. Yeah, Image really turned itself around. I know we we talked about Image a little bit on the last podcast. I want to say just in regards to what they are now, but I mean. It's mostly they should just thank Robert Kirkman up one side and down because he yeah. basically revitalized Image completely. But it's sad about Dark Horse, though. I mean, because we laugh that you know instead of putting out good comics, uh, they lost Star Wars. Um, they've lost all their creator-owned stuff. Yeah, they've tried. Uh, I don't feel like Dark Horse presents worth a damn. I, mean, I think that like probably the only thing that I would read ongoing from Dark Horse, and the reason I even still have the app installed on my iPad is probably for Witcher, 
and mm-hmm. uh, Hellboy. And that's yeah. I was about to say Hellboy. Absolutely. Um, I want them to put out good alien books. I want them to put out good <laughs> Prometheus books. Like I want that. Sequoia is saying no. I'm shaking my head. The Mass Effect stuff is really good too. Some of their licensed stuff ain't bad, but let's just. Yeah. I was a big fan of them in the '90s, so I'm rooting for. All right, so there's also a Batman Day um, that's coming up September. Not sure what date. Almost positive it's not September 11th, though. I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did this last year. Um, what was it like the anniversary of uh, September 11th? Seventeenth. Uh, it's the seventeenth. Okay. One was once a tragedy. It's now <laughs> Batman Day. <laughs> Never forget. Well, is it is it is it like the anniversary of the death of Bat Kid or whatever? I mean, like, is that a no? no. Way to take something that we're making fun. No, no, I'm just being serious. Once again, that was Blake. <laughs> oh, that wasn't me. Come on, guys. That was an amazing documentary. Was it like the creation, like the day Bat? What was it? Detective Twenty Seven debuted. Yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Makes, I don't know why we always always go to something really horrible, but the, horrible <laughs> the reason is the kind of people we are. And that's why you listen. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. All of the Batman creators, writers, and artists are getting together in various cities to do different like signing events and different like talks about how Batman has changed as a character. And, uh, you know, Batman being Batman, I think he deserves his own day. I mean, he's why I want to read DC. Yeah, I mean, he's... DC's cash cow. He is their golden god, and you know he's the reason. I think why well, they still stay afloat. Yeah, well, a lot of much all they got left. <laughs> so Batman Day, we'll celebrate it dressed as Batman all together as we record. Okay. As we record, <laughs> can we all sound like this? Let, let's all do different era. Yeah, yeah. somebody has to do Christian Bale. Somebody I've has got, to do listen. It. I listen. I know which one I'm doing. Ben Affleck. I'm sure there's an app you can use to make you sound all like mechanical and electronic and somebody's gotta be Adam West. I, I wanted to be Adam West. That's what I was shooting for. What's your Adam West sound like? Well, Robin, we've gotta find out what's going on here. You need my pauses. You sound like just every other white guy I've ever met. <laughs> hey everyone, if I were I'm to, Batman. If I were to play the correct sequence of flute toots. <laughs> Which is an actual line from the original series where he leads those mechanical mice out of town. Oh you ever God. seen this? Yes. And he, he, he tells Robin flute that he, he plays the correct sequence of flute toots. Oh, boy. It would essentially pied Piper the rats out of uh, Gotham. <laughs> oh, Batman. So, Star Wars perfume is a thing. Did you guys know that? I'm not surprised. Um, according to German-based perfumery, lifestyle perfumes... It involves a large quantity of citrus fruits, chocolates, which feature in all three themed fragrances. Hmm. In my head, Star Wars smells like burnt hair. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of lasers, there's a lot of very hairy creatures. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, laser scouring on a piece of metal probably doesn't smell all that much, but like a burnt Wookiee probably smells terrible. And plastic. I assume that all of, you know... I mean, is Darth Vader's outfit, is that like a hard plastic, or is that a metal? <laughs> well, it's the same thing Tupperware is. Made. That's what I assume. Like, you, if you rub on his shoulder, it just sounds really, like, He's very streaky. easy to destroy. Well, I mean, I think it's a strong plastic. 
It's a strong ass plastic. It, it, it is. It is a very strong plastic. I, I forget exactly what it's called, but I think it's referenced at some point during a book or a comic book or something. But uh, it probably isn't canon anymore. So now we have no idea. <sighs> Tupperware. <laughs> it definitely seals his ass. Up here, so you're a fighter voice. <laughs> you sound like Nicolas Cage as Darth Vader. Tupperware. Or, or Richard Nixon for or, some reason. Oh, Tupperware. <laughs> that was Jimmy Stewart. I can't do these. In Canada, did they mix up all the voices from the. Look, I can do all Prime Minister um, impersonations, right? But President Give me, give me Thatcher immediately. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Margaret Thatcher. That's all I remember. Oh my god! So that's, how, at this that's, point. How she, that's how she responded when she was asked in the early eighties to comment on the conflict in the Balkans. Sheep. <laughs> at this point, anyone who listens to this is like, yeah, they get these four guys who think they're going to talk about comic books. They turn gas on in the room, and then they just start talking. So yeah, so Star Wars. Speaking of gas. I guess, I guess it's not too far fetched because you know there was that uh, like Star Wars underwear. There's that Star Wars makeup line yeah. from L'Oreal. That shit and, and that shit sold out quick. Did so it. Kate was looking for a couple of the fingernail polishes and maybe like one or two of like the the mascaras or something. And if you didn't go and like kill people in Target to like claw your way to that shelf to get those things around the time they came out, yeah. you just did not get them. Like if you go to like. Uh, oh, uh, and, like out of the way, like in the cut Walmart, you might find like a single tube of one of those like mascaras or something. But that shit went fast. I know a girl that I work with who bought like a ton of it. So, again, I don't think any of us should probably ever underestimate or ridicule the Star Wars marketing machine because I think that we've <laughs> been shown time and time again how ridiculously powerful that thing is. It basically invented merchandising. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised we haven't. It's been this. It took what thirty plus years to finally get us some. So let's name some of the scents. <laughs> yes, uh, please. Uh, Wookie Wildlife. Yeah. Do you walk and roll? <laughs> Is that really one? No. no. Oh, no. Like, I thought you were like a press release. No. told the name. I mean, I'm sure they. I could Google it. I'm sure, but I'm. I'm thinking. E walk and roll. What else? Uh, I gotta know. You, you want me to pull up the actual yes. ones? Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, what are the? Um, what's the name? Is there anything for guys? Like, will I be out somewhere wearing my Star Wars cologne? The hand. I think someone wearing Star Wars all over the place. Yes. Th- is, is there? Oh one? my god! I think it's called Force. The actual. Which is a horrible name. Look for at the, this, man! Know. Like the freaking. Oh, it's a lightsaber. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's a, a lightsaber though. bottle, and you, you, you. Push the side and it squirts out the top. Star Wars Jedi. That's the name of the clone. Heart. Perfume. Water Lily. Wait, this oh. one's called um, Empire. Empire. Okay, so the sensor Jedi Empire. There was a third one, wasn't there? Oh, it's in German, so it's hard. I think it's saying. Alle Guten, Dicke Sinderjah, Drei. There goes all our German listeners. Yeah. <laughs> all right, there it is. Let's talk about comics. <laughs> I think what we're going to do now, Internet, is we're going to talk about some of the Rebirth comics that have come out recently. So if you don't want them spoiled, don't listen, Mom. Do we have a spoiler horn? <laughs> spoiler alert! <laughs> I like that better than the 
white guys going boomba clot thing. <laughs> I cut all of those out. Just oh, like, you know, the last one. I felt it was too offensive. Well, I don't even know what to reference now. Spoilers. <laughs> Ahoy. So, um, as all of you guys know, I am uh, Jon Snow is the knowing nothing as Blake is to DC. So, I have read all of the first two of every Rebirth, except, I think it was two Green Lantern different comics. I only read one. And I'm going to kind of go through what I took from it, and you guys are going to tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. How about that? So Detective Comics came out, 934, and Batman... Oh, so this is written by uh, James Tinian the mm-hmm. Fourth, uh, art by Ferreira and Barrows. So Batman has assembled a team of people to fight red robots that are being created by like some I assume rich person but there's like these little robots going around killing vigilantes um, some person named Asriel gets beaten up uh, so Batman gets very very involved like, like the Asriel? yeah I guess so Jean-Paul Valley. well no I think he died and somebody yeah. else replaced him as Asriel in a less cool suit yeah yeah. And so I am then introduced to uh, Kate Kane, who is the new Batwoman. Or is it Batwoman? It is Batwoman. Okay. Black suit, red hair. Yeah. Yeah, she's been Batwoman since uh, I think Greg Rucka created the character not too long, around the time of DC Infinite Crisis. She seems um, like a cool character. Uh, she is. Uh, she's got a lot of military training and <clears throat> just, just, just all around badass, which I, I thought was pretty good. Uh, Batman pretty much sneaks up on her and is like, hey, by the way, I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, you do? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and uh, then he's like, look, I need you to... We need to put together a team to fight these weird red robots. And she's like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And he's like, oh, but you, you are, because we need a leader. And this is the team that's been put together. Is We have... Someone named Orphan. Okay, Orphan used to be Batgirl during the mid '90s. Cassandra Kane. That is her. Yeah. All right. And she is a dot. She's the daughter of homeboy Ra Al Ghul or whatever. What? Ra's Al Ghul? Yeah, 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 that guy. Um, Wait, I thought that Talia was yeah. the Al Ghul was the daughter of Ra's Al Ghul. This is just what the Googles have told me. I, I could be wrong mm-hmm. here. Um, we have Tim Drake, who is famously uh, Red Robin. Young Red Top. Right? <laughs> he used to be Robin, and now he's Red Robin. Right, right. right. Okay, I have to go fight Red now, Robots. Red, where did he get the name Red Robin? Do we know? Is that is that important? Oh, yeah, the concept of Red Robin originated from <laughs> someone way like, out we need more fries. <laughs> Quick, send somebody to get them. He'll do. Change his name. So the so whole idea of the name Red Robin came from the comic book Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. And basically, in the future, yeah. Dick Grayson takes up the name of uh, Red Robin as opposed to being Nightwing. I don't know why. But anyway, um, that was pretty cool, though. I, mean, I guess, you know. It was cool, in, you know, in that book. But I guess for whatever reason, they decided 
that um, in the Batman comics, once Jason Todd came back and he became Red Hood and Damien became Robin, they wanted a way to differentiate all the different Robins. So Tim Drake became Red Robin and okay. Damien Wayne's Robin and Red Hood and Nightwing and all that crap. That uh, works for me. To get a little bit more confusing, our next member is Stephanie Brown. Also, the Brown Robin, a bad, <laughs> a bad girl. Okay, mm-hmm. she's going by Spoiler now, which was her original identity during the '90s. Uh, she was the daughter. I forgot what uh, supervillain. I want to say it was um, Sportsmaster, but don't quote me on that. There's a villain called Sportsmaster. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> New to me. I might be wrong about that. Sportsmaster. Maybe it was Sportsmaster. But anyway, like her whole thing was that she didn't like her dad being a criminal. So like whenever he called Sports engaged in one of his capers, she were she was there to spoil them. Are you so he wins the scenes. <laughs> it's like it's like the girl who hides like her father's uh, cigarettes, like cigarettes or liquor or something. Yeah, like that. exactly, exactly. Okay. So she was a, sort on, of a, a, a partner in and a love interest for uh, Tim Drake, who was Robin at the time. She then eventually, um, I've mastered handball. She she eventually Sorry. became a Robin for a brief period of time, very brief, and then she was killed. During the uh, Batman war crime storyline, and then when it was revealed that she actually didn't die and was, I guess, had faked her death, Barbara Gordon took her under her wing and made her the new Batgirl. But now she's back to being spoiler. Can we combine Sequoia and Encyclopedia? That could be your nickname. <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown. Encyclopedia Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be I like how excited you said. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. How come no one's done this before? <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't apologize. That's your new superhero name. <laughs> Smiling Dave and Encyclopedia Black. God, that'd be an what? amazing movie. We're, we're slowly we're turning into a story. 70s cartoon. <laughs> Alright, you're the Oracle. And last member, which I was stoked when I was reading it, um, was Rogue's Gallery member Clayface. Yeah, I'm not sure as to why Clayface. I guess he's gone good or whatever. That he like so when they approach him, he's watching a movie of himself, and like everyone runs out, and he's like, he looks at the guy on the screen. Do you know who that is? Smiling there with beautiful eyes. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, was it? Do they refer? So there, were, there have been multiple versions of uh, Clayface. This is either Matt Hagen or um, Basil Karloff, but uh, the whole premise was that he was a he was a, a an actor. He was a movie actor at one point, and due to some kind of horrible incident or whatever, he became Clayface. And you know, he has the ability to shape shift and all that. So. I remember the animated Batman uh, that he was never he was like reluctantly bad. Yeah. Yeah, kind of forced into it or whatever. And that's kind of what they get at here is that this is his chance. Yeah, he's trying to reform himself. I think that's cool. He was, I was kind of whatever until he was announced, and I feel like it's interesting enough for me to continue to read this comic. 
Uh, this was really just the intro book. It was like a, hey, this is what we're going to do. I thought it was pretty good for that. And that's all I got to say about that. So next, I read uh, Action Comics 957. And it confused me. But not as bad as other stuff. So, Superman's dead. 52 Superman is dead. 52 right? Superman is dead. Got it. Lex Luthor, of the 52 <laughs> universe decides to become Superman since 52 Superman's gone. And from what I recall, Lex Luthor was part of the just that Lex Luthor was part of the Justice League, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So he has been good and bad. He, well, here's the thing about it. it's that typical Lex Luthor thing where, you know, in his effort to do the right thing, he he does the wrong thing, but yeah. he comes to the realization that you know, he likes the adulation of people and he wants more of that. So he decides to become a superhero. And I think he's been a member of the Justice League for at least the last year or two. So is it his intent that, to be good or is his intent to be revered? I think it's his intent to be revered. I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's somebody doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Sure, so we can have that utilitarian versus conscience debate. It's like, is the is reason you're doing something good or is the outcome make you good okay yeah. I'm alright with that so he decides to be Superman and then we find out that pre-52 Superman with kid who's 11 and going to be turning 12 which will make him some form of super boy right because at 12 is when they get their powers these super people yeah right? and his wife who is a who's Lois Lane who is Lane, a yeah. Lois Lane a Lois Lane yes okay for the past five years, he has been just laying low, and then Lex Luthor comes out of nowhere and becomes Superman, and that, that is the reason that this Superman decides to show up and try to remove the emblem from Lex Luthor's chest, right? Right, right. I find it kind of strange that of all the horrible things that have happened the past five years, this is the thing that gets this <laughs> Superman angry. It feels very not superman it's also the fact that New 52 Superman has died. So it's one of those things where, you know, Lex sees the vacuum. He decides, well, I'm going to step up and be Superman. And Clark's like, no, you know, uh, you know, that's fine. You know, anybody but that asshole. And plus, I mean, you know, him wearing the S-shield, that's basically, you know, Kal-El's house sigil. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. like if you were from some royal, you know, some wealthy English family and someone wore your, like, family crest as, like, a t-shirt. Sure, I get it. I just feel like of all the things that happened the past five years in the DC Universe, I can't imagine that that, like, that's crossing the line. <laughs> You're not a Montgomery! Well, part <laughs> yeah. of it is because pre-52 Superman never felt the need to step up because, okay. you know, this was his opportunity to there like, are other super- lay low. There's another super- Other superheroes, yeah, you know, have his wife and kid and live a peaceful life. So he shows up, Lex is like, you're not Superman. He's like, well, you're not Superman either, Lex. And they have this like, conversation. Oh, <laughs> uh, <au> contraire. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, like, back at um, the newspaper, they're like, who's going to cover this? And then Clark Kent... <laughs> Shows up, and yeah. Clark Kent is like, I'll cover it. And they're like, wait, I thought you were dead, because, you know, you're Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah, I, somehow they have to put the... And, and I guess that's going to be the confusing thing about going into Rebirth, is that they, you know, prior to pre New 52 Superman's death, it was outed that he was Clark Kent. So now that you have, who essentially is Clark Kent, 
even though he had been going by a different alias, uh, coming back as Superman, I guess somehow you're going to have a totally separate... I, I don't know what the mystery is with this Clark Kent character. Like, is he a non-powered Clark Kent? Or Yeah, I, I don't get it at all. This is interesting enough for me to continue to read just because of... Just this, this is ridiculous. So, so ridiculous. <laughs> it is very comic booky. They're definitely doing the death of Superman all over again. And that's the last Superman like I really read. And that's what it feels like here again. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Did you say all the malarkey? He did say yeah. malarkey. <laughs> DC Rebirth. You what? wanted more malarkey? We've got <laughs> even more malarkey. DC Re-Malarkey. Boss Pucky. Uh, Mark Malarkey, is he writing this? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then Doomsday shows up, and which means Lex Luthor and Superman are going to team up and fight him, right? Exactly. And then they're going to be like, you're okay, buddy. Yeah, you're okay, buddy. Green Arrow Rebirth is written by Benjamin Percy and penciled by Otto Schmidt. And I like this Green Arrow. I don't like the show, so I didn't think I was going to like the comic book. But he's kind of, to me... I thought he was just gonna be another like Batman ripoff. Well, I mean, Green Arrow has always been sort of a, a, a knockoff of Batman in you know some of the most superficial ways. But you know, in terms of their characterization, Green Arrow up until a certain point was always a more happy-go-lucky character. I mean, I, I don't think you know he really became this ultra-serious character until probably around the early to mid 80s when Mike Grell was writing him. Um, man, it was late 70s. <laughs> well, I read, I actually read one of his, I was trying to read a few 52 comics, mm -hmm. and I picked up Green Arrow 52, and he's like this like techno-listening bro. Yeah. Totally different than what he is here. I really like what he is here. Um, they make weird facial references which I, in the book, which I thought wasn't needed, but I think it's like a throwback to him having a specific type of type of facial hair. I yeah, know. I mean he's been clean shaven. He's mostly known for having like a um, sort of a like a Van Dyke or a goatee, you know, like that type of facial hair. But um, and and that book they've struggled for years to try to find their voice and their and how they want to characterize Oliver Queen. Like a lot of it, they were trying to base on the TV show and. You know, it's kind of limiting and whatnot. I He meets up with uh, Black Canary in this, okay. and they kind of fight some underdwelling, like, evil people. I thought the action was paced really well. Um, the dialogue was really solid. It's it is easy for me to pick up and read as a non-DC reader. Okay. I, don't, I, didn't, I never at one point had a question, like, what's going right. on? I thought, so I thought it was really, really good. And I, I would recommend, of all the things we've talked about, I would recommend that okay. just to a comic book reader in general. Uh, the book that I thought was the strangest, which I thought I was going to like right away because I really like um, Dan Abnett, was Aquaman. Um, <laughs> Sequoia's face! <laughs> so Sequoia looks incredulously at Blake. <laughs> I have never tried to read Aquaman. I am aware of Aquaman jokes. Yes. I like Namor in Marvel, and I have no problem with him. But Aquaman, like, throughout this whole book, they, they're they trying to say, stop hating Aquaman, like, really hard. It's like, he can't talk to fish. Fish aren't smart enough to talk, dummy. Like, people on the land don't like him. 
<laughs> Why? He can fly. Like these are things that are said in this book, and it makes me angry because I, I really like Abnin a lot, mm-hmm. and I I thought that this would be an easy read for me for a character that I don't know anything about. And all of the narration you find out at the end is written by the new Black Manatee, or what is his name? Oh, Black Manta. Black Manta. Manta. Black Manatee? It's the most unimposing villain of all time. He stays in the shallows where it's nice and warm and gets cut up by propellers. But the reason I bring that up is the whole time they're talking about how cool and how everyone should fear Aquaman. And then you find out that the person saying all this is his arch enemy's son. Because I guess he killed his arch enemy, and now this is the son of Black Manatee. <laughs> little Manatee. <laughs> little 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 TT. You found my kryptonite speed books. <laughs> he cow. <laughs> Whatever, sea pig. Um, so I will not recommend. Aquaman, though I will, out of respect, give the second and third a read just to see where it goes. Because the art's pretty good. I don't like the costume design in it. It's stupid. He looks like I remember Aquaman. And I I don't think that... Green pants, gold fish scale, long sleeve shirt. (laughs) It's 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 like orange. Yeah. It's not really... Well, I mean, it's, supposed, it's always been orange, but they've tried to say that, oh, well, it's, it's kind of a reflective gold, gold <laughs> yes. you know, kind of fish scale type material. Do you think that he just talks all the goldfish into swimming up against him? So yeah. that's what he's just, just saying. Stay near me. Boom! What about when you fly? <laughs> I will try <laughs> to keep you close. Um, so his wife, or whatever she is, Mara. Mara is. It finds him like after a battle eating clam chowder at like his favorite like seafood diner and she's like what is this and like it's clam chowder interesting you don't have to eat it if you don't like it no I'll eat it because I love you like that is the scene <laughs> well you gotta remember our, uh, Aquaman grew up half his life on land it must feel yeah, weird yeah, to have all these superpowers that everyone makes fun of well, you know, but that's that's sort of the meta aspect of Aquaman. Because nobody in the comics has ever made fun of him. But people sort of have this general perception of Aquaman that's rooted strongly in his the 70s iteration of that character from the Super Friends. And, you know, it's ish telekinesis. Yeah. Uh, tele- telepathy, I should say, not telekinesis. He's not just moving fish around <laughs> with his brain. The fish hate it. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I don't want to swim there. You know, plus is that whole thing of that. Oh well, you know, Aquaman's useless out of the water. He can't do anything. Like you know, he's well, he can fly. And, and that was kind of no, not always. Not always. I thought he could. Yeah, we can. But the whole thing they've retconned this whole thing where because he's under the pressure of water, he's developed like super strength that allows him to you know like hold shit up and jump so high that he's flying basically. Like yeah, I mean he's basically always around. Yeah, more or less. Okay. I mean, he's the equivalent of the Golden Age Superman, like you know. And but that was all post-crisis. Lost his stuff. arm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've done a lot of. So here's a question. Aquaman, cool. All of the Tribe. animals. Tribe. All of the animals that were once fish. Can he? Well, then as well. Okay, so when they say he can communicate with fish, I mean, like it's been explained, like they've got small, weak brains, so he can make them. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that, but I mean, 
evolution happen. So does yeah. that mean like some lizards he can kind of will, and then like you know tadpoles somewhat? <laughs> I'm no, talking I about a guy called Aquaman. Yeah, I think he's pretty much a sea creatures. I don't know why, but <clears throat> I think Darwin would be angry at this. And the idea of Aquaman? I think, I think Darwin would go, girl, man, I re- Wait, he was English. <laughs> well, he he, <laughs> he violates... He violates one of the first tenets of, of evolution. Like, nothing goes back into the water, right? Isn't that, like, one of the, the main pieces there? Is that uh, we crawled out of the sea, no, nothing I ever think, went back. I think a lot of the... I think mammals that are sea-bound I think are, I think they were probably... Like more, I think like whales and dolphins and manatees, even if you will, <laughs> the, the great sea cow itself. Uh, I think that they probably never really left the ocean. Yeah. Platypus can can Aquaman <laughs> will platypus and why? <laughs> no, I'm just interested. When he's bored or drunk, he's just like, Dad's platypus. <laughs> Platypi are like, well, I mean, you kind of talked me into it, but I think I'm gonna say now. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna dance, but this is free fucking will. You got me. <laughs> I just want to dance because I'm a platypus. That's what we do. Kill, keep, reboot, reboot. <laughs> I love it. I think that I would straight away. kill Aquaman. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Because his death will make people so angry that he might become interesting. Or maybe he comes no, back. He's gonna be angry what if he comes ass. back as like an a, a undead Aquaman? Or he can control both live and dead sea mammals. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws like rotting whale cards. Necromancer <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> Think about it. Serve again, the Croquemad. <laughs> so, Dave, if there is a comic book character or comic book that you would like to kill, keep on going, or reboot right now, what would it be? I mean, it's you can't really say reboot because it's all either big publisher does these days. It's yeah. just like so. Pick a small publisher. Yeah. Um. Damn. Um. Maybe reboot Hellboy? You just throw a shit. Well, no, because we talked about it earlier, and I was thinking, you know, um, I guess Mignola kind of did that whenever he killed him. And they had uh, the island, and he kind of comes back and things like that. Uh, But Hellboy is like one of the best, I guess, it's an indie comic. I guess it's an indie comic. I don't even call it indie anymore, man. It's got two movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, it's pretty much its own self-sustaining entity. Um, maybe, uh, maybe a uh, a reboot to uh, Powers because I love Powers and I feel like uh, you reboot that TV show. That, oh. shit, that shit is garbage. I haven't seen it. it is uh, is what's his name's in it? Charlton right? Copley. Yeah, Charlton Copley. Yeah. It's a reboot. There you go. Reboot that. Reboot Powers. I like. I mean, like it's one of those things where I don't feel like a lot of people. Do they even still make Powers? Like yeah. I stopped reading it a long time. Yeah, ago. that's sort of been the frustrating thing with Bendis. Is like I don't read a lot of his <clears> stuff, <throat> but I've been really into his book Scarlet. And like you know, he's so busy writing a billion things yeah. for Marvel that like he just does that other stuff like when he has time. So. I stopped reading. That's it. an Icon imprint. Yeah, I was gonna say I stopped reading it about a year after it went to Icon. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
and just never returned to it. To the point right, I mean, but I would love to go back to it if it was started over fresh because early powers before it's jumped to to icon, early powers was fantastic. I, I loved it. any of it. Oh, powers is so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also, keep doing. Um, uh, which one is the the present day Jupiter's legacy? Uh yes, yes. Keep doing that. I mean, we may there's, have a new, there's a new there's a new um, one coming out this summer. Mm. It's gonna be Frank quietly because we got two again. volumes of, of Jupiter, Jupiter Circle. Circle. Yes. Is there a movie about that? It's been optioned, hasn't it? Yeah, everything Miller does gets optioned. Cool. Yes. Yeah, Occasionally they're good. Yeah. King King was, was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Kick ass too. I didn't watch wanted? <laughs> uh, not wanted. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that right now. Amos, is there anything you'd like to kill, keep, or reboot? You know, I really wish someone would take my favorite 80s Japanese kids cartoon about robotic lions that combine into one bigger robot and maybe reboot that, like... Maybe a popular streaming service would do that. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Tell yeah. us about it. Oh, it's so good. I'm amazed. I'm like six episodes into it. I'm talking about Voltron, if that's not like abundantly clear. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I think... I, I don't really know anything about the production of it, but I'm pretty sure this is also a Japanese first production. I could be wrong. Um... But in any case, the things that usually turn me off to most anime are not the case here. It's very well done for American audiences and for adults as well as kids. It definitely is, you know, geared toward, I guess, maybe a 12-year-old. But there's a lot of really funny stuff in it. Uh, the dialogue is done, or the voice acting is great. Um, it's really well written. It's pretty I mean, awesome. It's, 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 pretty it's the same production team as uh, Avatar Legend of... Of Cora, uh, okay. So I mean, that that explains a lot as far as the quality. And was that actually good? Yeah, like I've never been it. manga stuff and like anime. I just have not. I can recommend a handful of things to you. I mean, I've seen Akira and Blue Gender. <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. That's a good one. Blue Gender yeah. is. I love Totoro. Fucking great. Yeah. That's the one where a cat is a bus, right? There is a cat bus. We're gonna have to do an all anime uh, episode. Nope. So no, no, I think it would help. Like, at least once we read a we read a manga title. Yeah, you know? it'd be good to do. I think one, and then maybe Star Wars manga. Maybe not. <laughs> they draw eyes so big and mouths, and like I don't understand the like drops on people's like when they draw drops on someone. That's to if so, it's to represent tension, usually sexual tension. Okay. Yeah, it's like swaying. If you yeah. think about. Uh, in an American it's like comic. emojis before emojis. Well, sort of. Or I was just going to say, I'm trying to think of a good example in in Western uh, parlance, I guess, uh, like maybe uh, droplets or, or someone's face turning red indicating that they're embarrassed. Hmm. You know, like Japanese manga has its own mm-hmm. language of that stuff. That's sure, not really like their own like cultural. Right. So yeah, when, when an American, as an American, when you see that, you're not familiar with it. You're like, what is that indicating? Like the snot bubble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, have a clue. I don't really either because I don't. I'm not that familiar with. The only reason I know anything about that is reading, understanding comics because it's the best thing ever. The Scott McCloud book. 
Okay. And if you haven't read that, you have to read it. It's incredible. Yes. There you go. Well, Internet, that's our show. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Comic Trope. You can find us <clears> on <throat> Twitter at The Comic Trope. You can find Dave at Count Paper. You can find me at Canadian Blaken. And the other two don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> uh, next week, Sequoia, what are we reading next week? Next week, we're going to be reading, is it Batman Year One? It by is. Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli. The uh, seminal classic, if you will. I love the seminals. Great book. All right, Internet. Florida Seminals. Florida Seminals. We, uh, we love you, Internet. We hope you love us. Until the next time. Us. Read comics. They're kind of neat.